Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. We are going to look at a Hellboy wrestling comic, Hellboy in Mexico by Mike Mignola and Richard Corbin. So excited to dive into these. Before I do, I want to remind everybody out there to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel here on YouTube. And I tell you to subscribe because then you will be notified whenever a new video is posted and it'll give you a leg up on the uh, Kayfabe effect. If you want to try to chase down whatever book we are looking at, uh, subscribe and you will get a head start on everybody else in your quest. Um, also, let the video play through to the end. That helps um, YouTube catalog the video for their algorithm to uh, basically put our videos in front of other comic fans who may not be familiar with Cartoonist Kayfabe. So it really helps us grow the channel. We appreciate your help on that. Um, but we're here today to talk Hellboy in Mexico. Super psyched to dive into it. This is the comic we're going to be looking at, but I brought along House of the Living Dead. I did not, I was not familiar with this. This came out like a year after Hellboy in Mexico in this hardcover format. I don't know, 64 pages, 80 pages, something like that. But it is also Mike Mignola and Richard Corbin, um, two of my favorite creators, really awesome. It is set in Mexico. And as we dive into this story, you're going to see hints that there's more to his time in Mexico than what is in this story because he spends some, some dark months drinking there that he barely remembers. Hellboy, House of the Living Dead, more wrestling, some monster elements, fights a Frankenstein-like uh, luchador <laughs> in this one. So here's the challenge. Get us 20,000 views on Hellboy in Mexico, and we'll, uh, we'll revisit Hellboy in Mexico and House of the Living Dead. It's a good day, man, when you have two heavy hitters like Mignola and Corbin on, on the docket. They're so good. They're so good together. It's incredible how well they, they kind of fit you know what it is too it, it's it's visual storytellers like when in our mike Mignola sh uh, shoot interview like he even admitted to putting pages together pacing out his comics and then when it goes time to to write the the words and stuff he doesn't even exactly remember what the people are saying yes shit. so perfect for like a visually oriented writer to, uh, look, look how good that is, man. Yeah, I wanted to tease this a little bit. Uh, you know, everybody share this video. Like, let's get some numbers on it. And this is what we're going to see, this poster. That's what this story is. So uh, a little bit of a tease. You can see that it's keeping in that flavor in here. Love these old, like, rotted up posters and stuff. Cartoonist Kayfabe is Ed Piscor and Jim Rugg, two working cartoonists. The best way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy the books that we make. And here's what's available from Ed Piscor. WYSIWYG, Portrait of a Serial Hacker, is about the history of computer hacking. X-Men, Grand Design, the, uh, the, the beginning of the Grand Design franchise, starts with X-Men. This is a complete retelling of the history of X-Men. The first 30 years is one epic, continuous story across three volumes, or in one giant, oversized volume, if you can find that one. Uh, seems like it's constantly out of print, but a beautiful volume if you can find it. Hip-Hop, Family Tree, this is a history of... Hip-hop, as the title suggests, four oversized volumes, treasury-sized editions, telling the history of hip-hop through comics. Uh, one of your most popular books, Ed. Your current book, Red Room, The Antisocial Network, available now in print wherever books are sold. This is a collection of the first season of Red Room Comics, collecting four issues, beautifully reproduced with some great bonus material here in the back of the book. And starting in March... The next season, Red Room Trigger Warnings will be coming to comic book stores. This is the cover to look for. And due to some uh, issues at the distribution level, this may be the rarest of Red Room comics. So look for this one in March. And here are the covers to keep your eyes peeled for. That's your main cover. 
This is a variant by Ed Piscor, a variant by Peach Momoko, and a variant by yours truly. These will be in comic shops March 9th. The books of mine that are available right now, The Plain Janes, the first American young adult graphic novel, 500 pages of a bunch of high school girls who get together and start doing art around their community, a la Banksy, and get in all sorts of trouble from uh, teachers to the local police and, of course, parents and some of their fellow students. Uh, 500 pages perfect for the young adult reader or young artist in your life. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. This is my collection of Street Angel comics published by Image Comics. Eight complete full-color stories featuring the Deadliest Girl Alive, the Princess of Poverty, the Homeless Ninja on a Skateboard. And coming in March, Cartoonist Kayfabe Month, by the way, everyone, is my next project, Hulk Grand Design, with variant covers by Peach Momoko, Marcos Martin, Cartoonist Kayfabe's own Ed Piscor, and Hulk Grand Design Madness coming in April, covered by Jeff Darrow on that one. And you can see the main covers here in the background. This is a retelling of the history of the Incredible Hulk, 60, celebrating 60 years of Incredible Hulk history and comic books, 500 issues, 10,000 plus pages, distilled down into two oversized action-packed issues, perfect for the longtime Hulk fan or the first-time comics reader. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. Uh, pretty cool stuff, but we are here today for Hellboy in Mexico, which I don't know when Corbin first teamed up with Mignola, if this is before or after Crooked Man, but they've done several. Like, um, there's Bride of... I think there's a Bride of Monster story that they did together. It's surprising once you start looking how many comics they actually made together. Quite a few. It makes me think both of them enjoyed that experience of working together. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I'm just going to say, it. We'll, we'll, we'll get in, we'll get out with with it real fast, man. Uh, Corbin does not color this. Um, it is col colored by by Dave Stewart, the, the, the routine kind of colorist for, for these kinds of comics. And Corbin's, Corbin's comics are, are built for his color, but the dude was getting up there in, in years, and you either get... A comic like this from Richard Corbin or you get nothing at all you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying man so so we accept that and I don't mind seeing someone like Dave Stewart Dave Stewart has I think double-digit Eisner Awards for best colorist so let's see what a state-of-the-art colorist can do with uh, with somebody like Corbin you know yeah. known for that color it's just so built for his own pat like like we know what he does with this kind of thing absolutely I love how like stone-faced he makes Hellboy look in that image. Like it really feels like if you touched his face, it'd be hard. Yeah. <laughs> like chiseled even. And uh, Abe Sapien, the amphibian stuck out there in the hot Mexican sun, not good for him. Those little bits do kind of reek of Mignola, but when we start to get into things, man, it, it, it mm -hmm. firmly becomes a Corbin comic. Yeah, little stuff like, in addition to them being who knows where, in the middle of nowhere, He's also dragging a trunk with something alive in it. That's yeah. such a Hellboy, uh, Hellboyism kind of thing. And they wander into the only shade they can find, this rundown, uh, bar-looking place. And man, you already see Corbin coming to life with his with his uh, rendering and lighting effects. So cool. And then the wrestling paraphernalia, taped up on the walls. And what is this? We're in Mexico in 1982. Hey, Hellboy, what's going on over here? What's this from? And he tells a story about how it was 1956 he was down here investigating, I don't know, evil that would come up out of the ground. And so uh, that's what brought him to Mexico in the 50s and uh, stayed there a little while. Teamed up with some, uh, some, some locals to <laughs> combat this evil. And it's pretty good, you know, like for an incidental picture, like people hung up on their wires and stuff. Dark times. 
Yeah, that that real crazy Corbin perspective where he's just he's just stacking stuff up, layering things up, and not really sending shit back to vanishing points. Yeah, so uh, he talks about how a couple of the agents that were with him were young and they quit a couple days in. Like, some people just aren't cut out for this kind of work as you're seeing, like, examples of violence everywhere. And uh, the guys who are cut out, though, a couple of local luchadors. These guys make me laugh, man. It's just their stoicism and stuff. <laughs> and also, like, Corbin just draws them with those football eyes that we drew when we were little kids and stuff, but it works for him. Yeah, and if you divvied up the head, you know, like you always hear like the eye lines in the middle, that's a third. Yeah. That's a third from the top of the head. <laughs> There's some acromegaly happening under Cor that Corbin, mask. Corbin uh, figure drawing and, you know, cutting in with some of these like little incidental elements. Again, feels like Mignola. You know, it's almost, it's interesting that that must be in the script. Yeah. You know, whatever format that script is. And then here we get to see some of the wrestling going on. And uh, in between wrestling, they're helping Hellboy sort out this evil it's just great. That old shitty truck that they all ride in, and you can see them with like stakes and weapons hanging out over the sides. Yeah, they, they have they, that they holy statue like standing up in the back of the truck. Yeah, they are good at it, and Corbin good at drawing goals. And this is what they do. We worked our butts off all day, and at night we partied like there was no tomorrow, just accepting Hellboy into their circle. But you can't go on like that forever. This is a nice story in terms of the writing and art fitting together pretty well. Yeah, like it, it, you get the sense that, you know, we know that Mignola loves like universal monsters, mm -hmm. but probably fuck with some Santo and shit, some Blue Demon in his day. Like let's 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 inject some of that into the mythos. You can see like how attractive this is, the Lucha Libre visuals for comic books. I mean, they look like superheroes with oh, their totally. masks and totally. their physiques. And, and in those Blue Demon movies and stuff, they're fighting vampires and stuff. So so totally fits. Yeah, it, it is a good marriage of add the universal monsters to that kind of storytelling and you're, and you're all set. And uh, unfortunately, drinking like that, sooner or later you're going to get sloppy. <laughs> right. And they lure Esteban outside. Look at this freaking weird vulture-looking object. Gobbler. Such a disgusting animal, yeah. those things. If you ever see one up close, like I think sometimes we go to Heroes and we'll pass Roadkill or something and you'll get a look at one of those things with just that bald, red, purpley head. Yeah. Very disgusting. <laughs> it's a gross-looking animal. It looks animal. raw. It does. That's exactly right. And poor Esteban's been lured outside and uh, the goals have the number advantage there. It's not... not they're, they're getting the heat on him. And he just disappears. By the time Hellboy and his brothers get out there, he's gone and there's just bloodstains uh, left behind. And so they go to work trying to track down what happened to Esteban. It's going to be a lot easier if you talk. They were vampires, but torture still torture, and we did a lot of stuff I don't like to think about. It's great. Yeah. Silhouettes, man, with stuff burning up behind them. It's so interesting to me because it's it's a cartoon like it's totally a cartoon but the stuff he's writing in here and combined with corbin's art it just creates a different effect yeah it's great yeah it's a pleasure to read but it's a really strange tone and here's the poster that i pointed out from house of the living dead you know this is what esteban has turned into his tattoos even changed and now has like a snake wrapped around the heart and uh telling hellboy to to come alone to this temple 
that's kind of Mignola-esque, you know, the, the uh, flashlight being what illuminate the, the silhouettes, and then the backlighting from the truck light. That's just Corbin with great lighting. Corbin's inking is always so interesting because, like, I can never nail what kind of tools he uses. It looks like blunt instruments and, like, felt pens and shit. Like, it, he doesn't have, you know, Joe Sinnott feathering lines and stuff. It's always this, like, dull kind of blunt line that's matter very matter-of-fact with not much sex sexiness involved. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty pretty dead. And I'm saying a lot of adjectives that probably sound negative, but, but like, I don't feel that way about this work at all. His stuff, I, I feel lucky. I feel like in the last several years, I've been finding more Corbin stuff, yeah. you know, weird stuff. The Bigfoot book, which we have a video of, the Marvel stuff that he did a couple of series with. Like, we're really lucky to have as much Corbin as we have. For the, sure. the Warren reprints that Dark Horse did, it's really fantastic. Super weird detail, three staples in this comic. How many comics do you have with three staples in the spine? It's it's very unusual. Yeah. All right, man. Go into this this uh, old Mexican temple, and uh, what do you find in this pyramid? A wrestling ring and a <laughs> bunch of those goals we've been talking about. And man, Esteban, no more. Come no moss. It's almost even a throwback to that famous boxing match. No moss. And so here we go. Throw off your robe, and uh, let's get to it. I love that it's a wrestling comic. Like, it's just wrestling. So great. Oh, elbow to the face. Feels like that one was a little bit tight. Through a potato. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to he, say. He's throwing gonna, taters. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to need a, uh, a payback on that one at some point. A receipt. Like a Frankensteiner. Love the crowd shots. You know, you can't have a good wrestling match without having your animated crowd shots. No doubt. <laughs> and in this case, they're, they're, they're getting, monsters and zombies. They're getting wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rattlesnakes, man. You even have the rattler on the on the snake visible. Oh, and then you're you're unmasking. The luchador takes off the mask and reveals this bat vampire. That's real Corbin shit right there. It man. is. It's Corbin shit. It's good luchador shit. It's just it's really a good wrestling comic. This this pace, this four panel tier thing, um, it's it, it like there are den pages that are like that there's mutant world pages that that's a that's a corbin laid out sequence it is and i'll elevate it one more it'd be really easy to have just your two straight lines for the top and the bottom and it's not what he does it's more interesting if you look those panels are just offset a little bit it's 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 great stuff man i i'm a believer in in that stuff lately the, the way i've been pacing my my uh pages and putting them together man is just like no two panels are the same size no matter what even if they might look close. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, it feels like there are two different camps because you have your tight six and nine panel grid people and a lot of good comics with that, but you have the other stuff where like um, like Carl Barks, you know, like you'll see his pages and they're they're broken up, so it's not just that you know vertical gutters. With all I just said, uh, I'm working on a straight bullets style <laughs> right. eight, eight panel grid to just like fuck with that. Yeah, you know, it's all an exercise. Definitely. Uh, eventually, Hellboy's going to win this match and take Esteban out. This ending, I imagine, was thought of very early because because it's just it's so there. You know what I mean? Like you have this vampire bat guy, Luchador. Of course, you stake him on the turnbuckle, and he turns back into his humanoid self. I feel like I feel like you start there, and then you write a story around that. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, we've had a lot of writers tell us that, right? You, you, you figure out that ending and go kind of go from there. And this feels like it. it's, it's a terrible story, but it's a great comic book. Cut back to the present as they're evacuating out in helicopters that look like they came right out of Banner. And you're just left with a few of these uh, wrestling paraphernalias in this rundown theater and wrestling playing on the screen. Lobster Johnson is a masked wrestler uh, doing a stint there, I guess, south of the border. <laughs> Great finale. It's so good. You got a luchador hellboy. As if that first ending wasn't enough, we get this. So great, man. I love the luchador hellboy with, like, the horns. You know, there's holes in the mask for the horns to stick out. I mean, I just feel like it's, it's paper mache, you know? Like, hellboy pretty much fits as a luchador he character does. he's so perfect in that role so it's not the last time we we have to see him in that role everyone as i said uh get us twenty thousand views on this and i'll gladly revisit hellboy in mexico with the uh, house of the living dead follow-up no doubt man spread this video wide and far man so we could put more uh corbin hellboy under the microscope i'm good if you are jimmy i am okay favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available what's out there jim hulk grand design it'll be in stores in it'll be in comic stores in march uh tell your local comic store to pre-order a copy for you to reserve one to add it to your subscription box however you do comic book shops tell them you want hulk grand design and you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see some of my behind the scenes on how I put together Hulk Grand Design, how I put together all of my comics with uh, original art scripts and a lot of process stuff. Red Room Trigger Warnings begins in March, coming out on a monthly basis. Uh, every issue is completely self-contained. Uh, and if you, so if you see an issue, grab an issue. Uh, you can read these comics right now today at my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive over there more than 200 pages worth of comics material up there as we speak and you could get to uh, all these links in my link tree in the description below this video what else do we have out there jim subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video it's another great way to support the cartoonist kayfabe channel jimmy given those marching orders we'll be on our way read more comics